welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Bibber. With me, as always, Stephen White. How are you, Stephen? I am fantastic. How are you? You know, I am not too bad, all things considered. It's kind of been a crazy week. Uh, been a, the NFL has really picked up on us as of late, no? Yeah, you know, it's getting getting down to crunch time, as they say. Uh, you know, we only got, what, seven weeks left? So um, a lot of things, a lot of things in motion at the same time, it seems. And so a lot of news coming coming at you real fast. Yeah, yeah, and kind of some big news, too. I mean, and, and some... Some damn good games. I mean, I don't. I guess I'm jumping on the bandwagon, but that was a fun Sunday last week. Yeah, it was, and I think uh, I think what what makes people what made people appreciate those games more is that there was scoring. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and it was kind of like quite a few shootouts, and that's what I said before. I think that a lot of this talk about bad games has just more so been talking about bad offenses. There, yeah. there really hasn't been the shootouts. There's been more. You know, uh, defensive struggle games, yeah. Yeah, and you still had the <laughs> was it the the Rams and the, the uh, <laughs> Jets setting back football fifty years at nine to six games. But, oh, that was all um, struggle, <laughs> right? But the rest of the games were pretty entertaining because they were kind of back and forth. And, yeah, and, and it wasn't back and forth like three announcers back and forth scoring field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, and so it came out to the end, and you had a, quite a few scoring. Uh, yeah plays to get people excited so uh, i'm i'm not sure we're gonna be able to continue that because you know we're starting to get into those what should be colder months yeah uh, you know this whole climate change thing is changing <laughs> changing that whole scenario oh, and no, everyone's no, seen, that doesn't exist yeah that doesn't exist <laughs> but it's like you know <laughs> games are starting and it's, it's not in, in florida and it's like 80 degrees and it's november so uh, yeah it's a little weird to see but uh, i imagine at some point the weather and stuff will start getting involved and and people have to go back to run their football and we'll yeah. see who who's best equipped to make that run at the end. Yeah. Yeah, because, I, I don't know, like, all of this is anecdotal. So, I mean, I, like, I have no data to base this on. But it seems like, like, teams, I, like, running games have been interesting to watch this year because, like, some of the teams you expect to run the ball better aren't running it a whole lot. And then some of the ones, I mean, you don't see, and there's, there's not just, outside of the Cowboys, there's not just a lot of standout running games. I guess Tennessee... But you know, not Miami. Miami's good, Miami, coming on yeah. strong too now with their offensive line. So yeah, and now Jay Albert's going to be out this week. Hmm? I saw that Albert's going to be out this week. Yeah, that's that's going to be a pretty big blow. Because yeah. they finally got enrolled. They finally got their their starting lineup, their starting offensive line intact, and then they rolled off four wins in a row. Jay yeah. Ajayi had those back-to-back 200-yard games, and, and he's a big part of that. So yeah. he's not easily replaced, that's for sure. No, not at all. And that's, I mean, you know, that's your starting left tackle for a game against the Rams, who for uh, as many thoughts as I have about the Rams, they, they don't have a bad defense, especially, you know, in the front seven. Now, they might be without Robert Quinn this week. I don't know. That's still kind of up in the air. He was sort of mysteriously hospitalized this week. We still don't have a line on what's wrong with him. You know, he had some seizures back when he was in high school. And they said, like, this wasn't related to that. But, like, just the little bits and pieces that have have come out since then sounds like it was kind of a neurological issue, for lack of a better term. Like, it wasn't, you know, like, 
you know, some other sort of problem. Like, you know, it was a, it sounds like a, something that he's had problems with before in the past, but he still hasn't been cleared to practice. That could happen. And I guess, you know, if you could get him back out on the field, on the practice field at least, then you could, you know, feasibly get him in the lineup, at least as a part-timer on Sunday. But I don't know. That could be a tough blow for the Rams. But they've played games without him before, so. Yeah, and he, you know, to me, he's not the same player that he was yeah. before he had that injury. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's not to say that he's expendable, but uh, he's not quite the Robert Quinn that we're used to seeing out there. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's yeah. It's just not quite the same defensive front as I mean. Obviously, Aaron Donald is just tearing the hell out of everybody, but that's sort of like none of it really stands out to you beyond that. Other than, you know, they produce, but not nobody's getting that gaudy kind of Robert Quinn sort of level stuff they had. Oh, it's interesting. Mm. I guess that was that was my uh, here's my other half cocked theory, Stephen. I, I feel like like. You have a lot more teams with above-average defenses now than you do above-average offenses. Mm, probably so. I, I think this this uh, trying to go through the teams. Uh, that's probably safe to say. I mean, it's it's definitely. It seems like it's easier to get an okay pass rusher and you can always rotate pass rushers too than it is you know say like offensive linemen or quarterbacks or something like that well and that, and that's the big thing quarterback and offensive line you know we've talked uh, before like all all season about how a lot of these offensive linemen coming out now aren't really prepared to play in the nfl and so that makes quality depth that much more important and there just aren't a lot of teams that have quality depth and so you lose one guy and usually you're going to feel, uh, feel that to a, a large extent. You know, some yeah. teams like the Cowboys, they, they stockpiled offensive linemen for a while. So they, they were in a really good position to lose a guy like Lyle Collins. You got, you know, Ronald Leary, who had already been a starter, come back in, and he's been dominant since he's been back in the lineup. But then, you know, you look at the Vikings, and they've had all those injuries. And now a team that we thought was probably the best team in the NFC for sure few weeks back now it looks like they're in just a tailspin and of course you know you can't say enough about teams that either don't have a good quarterback or they lost their quarterback and now they're trying to roll with a backup it it, it doesn't look good these days Mm -hmm. I can tell you that much Uh, from last year and this year just you know it's hard to win with those backups yeah Man, I feel for the Vikings. That four in a row like that, I just don't see a lot of hope for them this week either, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, they lost. They were down to Jake Long, and he was terrible. And then he tears his Achilles, and, I mean, the guy comes in the next play and doesn't even touch uh, Preston Smith on the game in the mm-hmm. sack, basically. Uh, it's, it's man. It, it And if you're on their defense, you know, I said this a couple of weeks back, their defense hasn't looked quite as dominant as they were early on either no uh, not at especially all. the run defense and so you know it's it's, it's, it's the, the milk seems to have turned <laughs> in minnesota and of course uh you know when you lose your offensive coordinator when he just ups and quit in the middle <laughs> of the season that doesn't really help either so <laughs> no it really doesn't does it and then i saw today uh i, I guess Schefter reported that 
he wants to coach again. Old Norv wants to get back in the swing of things. But I just I don't get it. Like, why would you hire this dude to just he quit when the team was in first place? Yeah. His contract's up after the season, too, is what kills me. I don't understand it. And and, and they had gotten along last year, as far as we can tell. There still hasn't been like that, you know, sources say story yet. They're saying some kind of, you know, big fight or yeah. something between him and Zimmer. It's just, it's still a mystery. And, and and unless you could adequately explain it to me, I couldn't hire you. And, and I think the world of Norv as a, as a offense coordinator, I don't think he's very good as a head coach. But just that circumstance, you know, it, I don't see how this is any different from a guy, a player who would just walk in and quit on the team. Yeah. And generally you don't want to, you know, associate with those guys after they pull something like that either. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, guys, that the players that do that get crucified. Yep. Yep, every single time. Yeah, and understandably so a little bit. You know, that's a it's a hell of a time to quit on your team in the middle of the season. Man, in the middle of the season? <laughs> when, when, you know, even at, at that point, you know, we knew that the offensive line had problems, but they were still in first place, basically. Yeah. They still had, you know, every opportunity to make the playoffs. And just, man, just like, uh. I don't had enough. <laughs> and it doesn't look and it doesn't look like Shermer's like they were a little bit better against Washington than they were the week before, but like it doesn't look like that even that like the dink and dunk passing stuff, the quick dink and dunk passes are able to help them right now. Man, when well, your offensive line is, is where theirs is, there ain't much that's gonna help, period. Yeah. So. And then, like, you know, Bradford hasn't been playing well either, to be quite honest. So, it's, it is uh, what it is. It's I, I, so much for that. Uh, I mean, I guess they're, they're kind of this year's Falcons. Remember the Falcons were 5-0 and last year and mm-hmm. all went to hell? I guess that's kind yep. of the Vikings this year. But we'll see what happens as we go on. It looks like, I mean, right now you have to think Detroit's probably going to win that division with the way the Packers are struggling, too. Well, it sure won't be the Bears with the way they laid the egg <laughs> against the Bucks down here. I mean, they were awful before that. I, I didn't think much of them before that, but they came out here and just – it was so crazy because they had an excellent pass rush for most of the day. They had Jameis Winston running all over the place. Yeah. But but other than that, it, it just looked like they should have lost 100 to nothing almost. Yeah. That's how bad they played pretty much every other facet of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, even at the end of the game when I looked at the final score and it was like 10 point, you know, they'd had 10, what was it, uh, 10 to 36. It felt like a bigger gap. Oh, yeah. It, it looked like it definitely should have been 50. It should have hung 50 <laughs> on them. That's I, just how terrible they were. And Jay Cutler was just, he went Jay Cutler, I'll put it that way. <laughs> that one play, where what did Winston have the ball for like, what was it like? They say they someone tallied it was like 21, 22 seconds on that one play where he still made the forty yard pass after they mm-hmm. got after him. He dodged all those guys at the backfield, still got the pass, and then to Evans, and then scored a touchdown on the next play. And the funny thing about that is, you know, it was good and it was bad because think about how many offensive linemen actually got beat on that play. Yeah, like all of them. Maybe one of them might have gotten beaten twice. But they still couldn't bring down the quarterback. It was just they were beating the offensive lineman consistently. Pernell, uh, 
has come per damn McPhee has come back now off injury and and slowly worked his way back into it. Mm-hmm. But that game, he looked like vintage Pernell McPhee. Like you, they couldn't block him. Yeah. But he at the same time, he I think he only ended up with like one sack because they still couldn't bring down Jameis. Yeah. It, it it was it was very interesting to see. Yeah, was that I mean like that seemed like that was a pretty good game from Jameson. Is that I mean obviously yeah, I guess you gotta, you know, factor in that he was playing the Bears, but he... And that's and that's 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 the thing. You gotta take all of that everything that happened last week with a grain of salt. Yeah. If you're talking about the Bucks because they were just playing a team that was awful. That was, you know, that was awful <laughs> in general and was even awfuler on that particular day. Yeah. <laughs> really and truly. Because, you know, the Bucks secondary has been getting lit up by everybody. And here they're getting picked sixes against Jay Cutler. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. That was that the Packers get and the Packers losing to the Titans was kind of the other big surprise. I mean, this was I, all the talk's been obviously, understandably so, the Seahawks Patriots game and the Cowboys Steelers game. But that the, the Packers losing to the Titans was kind of a whoa moment, you know? Well, it's not just losing, getting their ass kicked. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they got their ass whooped. And it didn't even start off that like they start off Tennessee tried to surprise onside kick. And Green Bay recovered it. So you're kind of feeling like, okay, that was stupid Titans. Now you're you're in a bind and you're going to end up going down uh, 7-0 right away. Yeah. But the Packers don't capitalize. And then here comes the, the, the Titans on their first play the next drive. Just long touchdown run. Like they, they schemed up. They actually did some exotic smash mouth. <laughs> they teamed up this run where there was nobody in the secondary and like that that even had a chance at, at uh Murray and he breaks out this long touchdown run. Like I didn't even know he could score from that far out. I mean he he's a pretty good running back, but you don't think of him as like a home run hitter like that. And yeah. that, and that's kinda how it went all day. They just ran the ball right down their throat. And when they wasn't doing that, Mariota was hitting the tight end uh, for 20, 30, 40 yards a time. And, the, I mean, the, the Packers looked totally overmatched in almost every sense of the word. The offense finally started clicking later on, but by that point, they had given up so many points, they just couldn't make it all up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised to see Mariota's red zone stats. And how you mean, the touchdown versus interception? Yeah, and just like how I mean, the Titans have the number one red zone offense. I mean, I think they're converting like at seventy six percent, which is a, like head and shoulders above most of the the rest of the NFL. I guess maybe. But I think some of that is they probably don't end up in the red zone as much as most teams. <laughs> Sample size, right? <laughs> but when they get down there, they do it smart. Like they do. High percentage passes, yeah. and they run the ball a lot, yeah. which is a good, good, a very good uh, approach to have in the red zone. Um, yeah. You got Mariota, who, who's a running threat down there, too. And, you know, uh, he and that tight end, uh, Delaney Walker, have a real good rapport. And so I'm sure most of those touchdowns are going to him. They don't really have very much a wide receiver, quite honestly. Uh-uh. Uh, they, got, they got the rookie. uh I forget his name right now, who, who's having a pretty good season. But um, but Mariota, the running game, and Delaney Walker in the red zone, if you use them correctly, 
should give you a lot of points. Now, yeah. it's just a matter of actually getting inside the 20 that they've kind of had some issues with throughout the season. Not necessarily on Sunday against the Packers, but you know, prior to that, that, I think that's been the issue, trying to get it to the red zone. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, it's um, it's it's something to watch. But I'm glad to see Mariota, you know, kind of busting out a little bit like that. I mean, I always like, you know, I, I like him. It's nice when you see those young quarterbacks succeed. You felt I felt a little bad they got Tennessee, and you know, like obviously there's going to be some obscurity playing in, in Nashville there. But although, hey, if, uh, if you can break out, more power to him. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know that it's sustainable. Yeah, <laughs> because they they're still trying this whole exotic Smash Mouth thing that only works works every couple weeks. <laughs> but you know, hey, he's developing. He's definitely getting better in, in a lot of major areas. He he's really getting better with his deep ball, uh, as evidenced by the long touchdown pass last week. Um, and his ball placement, that's, that's something else he needs to work on a little bit, you know, throwing guys open, throwing the guys, and then them run with the football. Yeah. But when you talk about him and Delaney Walker, man, they they have a very good connection. Like, uh, he might throw it a little scatter shot to everybody else, but it seems like everything he throws to Walker is right on the money. Yeah. And and for a big chunk yardage. So, yeah. um, I, I think they have the makings of – a pretty good, you know, uh, nucleus there for quite a while. Uh, they got the crazy left tackle who got kicked out of the game for pushing the ref, though. But he's playing, like, I said this, I did a, a breakdown of him coming out. I uh, can't remember his name right now, but um, the left tackle at Tennessee, he played at Michigan, and he was very good, but he was just... Luan, like, Taylor Luan. Taylor Luan just, like, out of the blue would just always do something really stupid. You know, a late hit, a like really, really late hit, not a borderline late hit, or just, you know, grabbing a guy's face mask for no reason. And it has continued on since he got into Tennessee. If he could cut that kind of crap out, he would actually, you know, be getting most of the press about how good he's playing. But yeah. it's almost like he can't help himself. So I hope he can get himself squared away because it would be a shame if, you know, the Titans – Eventually decide they can't count on the guy because he's always getting stupid ass penalties, and end up moving on from a, a very good player. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he, you know, that's a problem he had. Even you know, you go back a few years to when he was drafted. That's a problem he had coming out with some pretty with a pretty ugly situation at, at Michigan too. Yeah, yeah, he had that off the field situation yeah. too. Yeah. So uh, it, we'll we'll see what happens, but I, I guess the big story this week. The one that you just the the thousand pound gorilla in the room is the Cowboys quarterback situation. I guess it's official now. Not that we didn't kind of know at least it was coming, but it's a uh, Tony Romo is not the starting quarterback there anymore. It's Dak Prescott's team, and really it has been Dak Prescott's team for quite a while. We've talked about this before, but uh, yeah, Do, your reaction. What did you think of the, the big Romo speech Tuesday? Uh, I didn't actually get to see the speech, but it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, you can't be, what are they now, 7-1? and 8-1. and 8-1. You can't be 8-1 and one with Dak Prescott and just up and change quarterbacks. Not no. when he's been so uh, instrumental in them getting those eight wins. Yeah. You just can't do it. 
Yeah. And the whole, I mean, especially when you talk about Dallas, a team that is perennially uh, overhyped and 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 end up faltering late in the year and just, you know, never have really been able to get over the hump with Romo. And now you're 8-1 with this young rookie quarterback and they got a rookie running back and, and the whole city is behind you and everybody's starting to buy into you as, as this, you know, best team in the NFC. I mean, you just can't do it. Yeah. And so if you if you're Tony Romo, you have to almost you almost have to understand it, even if you don't like it, right? Yeah. It just it just it would make no sense in the world to go back to Tony Romo when everything is going fine right now. Now I will be interested to see just how short of a leash they have on Dak because I have I still have this 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 you know nagging feeling in the back of my head that. If Dak struggles at all, they'll turn it over to Romo. Yeah. But as long as he's playing well and they're winning, and maybe more so just as long as they keep winning, I just can't – I couldn't see them going back to Romo in the first place. It, it just – I mean, look at Drew Bledsoe and, and, and uh, uh, um, Tom Brady. And I'm not saying that Dak is Brady, but, you know – I don't think Brady was Brady back then. It's just that the Patriots were winning all these games with him. Yeah. And Drew Bledsoe all of a sudden became an afterthought. Yeah. It, I, it happens. It's it's interesting because in a few minutes, we're going to hit publish on a story from Thomas George uh, about this. Talk to Stephen Jones and the Cowboys a little bit about the backstory on this situation. And like we've said before, you know, it's like how do you – I mean, what had Dak Prescott done through nine games this season, you know, to merit losing the job? And then the risk that you make if you do replace him in that situation, you know, the chemistry and how it's received in the locker room. Because, like, there's been all this talk about – and you have that in this story that's coming out. Like, you know, he got – let me see if I can find the quote real quick here. Yeah, here's Steve Jones. He just has a way of getting respect. He's got respect from Jason – Respect from Dez, respect from all of us. I like. I guess that really he's. I mean, that team has really rallied around him. And you go back and like, here's what Stephen Jones is saying. It's like you know they knew what he had on the field when they drafted him, but they had no idea the level of personality he brought to the team until they got him in there. Until you you know you drafted him and got him into practice and got him in the locker room and everything. Which, I mean, obviously, and I, and I hate to, you know, break out the it factor cliche too much, but I mean, it seems like he's got it, whatever it is. Well, I, I'm not actually sure that he's he's being totally honest about knowing what they had with him on the field yeah. because, I, I you know, I think he's surprised everybody with his play on the field. But, but again, it goes back to the biggest thing to me from the get-go that, that I've been so impressed with that Prescott is his poise. You know, he's made some good throws. He's made some good plays with his legs and all that. But it's his poise, man, standing in there, even when he makes mistakes. You don't see him getting frustrated and, you know, throwing stuff and throwing temper tantrums and stuff. Yeah. Even when the pocket breaks down, he's not, you know, he's moving quickly, but he's not hurried. He's not rushed. And he's keeping his eyes downfield. Yeah. And if you if you have a guy 
most quarterbacks, most young quarterbacks, what do we say? They have to let the game slow down for them a bit. At first, everything's going too fast. And then when the game slows down is when they start playing better. Yeah. Well, he never had that the game's too fast situation. Like from the get go, it was like he was he was just ready. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure as much as anything else, I don't care if he cracked the funniest jokes is, ever in the <laughs> locker room. I think that what his teammates have probably been more impressed with is that poise. Yeah. Is the fact that they they've not seen him get down during the game or, or throw a temper tantrum. He's not looked out of control during the game or reckless. He's made some mistakes. But even his mistakes weren't necessarily rookie mistakes. They're just mistakes that quarterbacks make sometimes. Yeah. And 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 he's not turning the football over a whole lot. He he's done it a little bit more recently than he did early on. But he's still not turning the football out uh, over a lot, especially not in crucial situations. And those kind of things are what build up trust and and, and, and admiration from your teammates. When a guy is putting it all on the line, but he's also just calm in the face of the storm. Yeah. You know, I think as much as anything else, like I said, he he could be the next Richard Pryor off the field. If he wasn't doing those things, if he was if he was turning the football over, if he, you know, was making a lot of mistakes. I don't think his teammates would respect him as much as they do now and how he's handling himself on the field. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been an interesting situation. It's been an interesting situation to watch, nonetheless. And, I, and I, I think you're right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Tony Romo again this season, and not just in, you know, some Week 17 cleanup duty. I guess the bigger question I have about the Cowboys when I look at that eight and one record, obviously, it's now. I mean, the, with the Patriots loss last week, it's the best record in the NFL. Are they like? Are they the best team, though? I mean, are they the best team? In, I mean, if you just go by record alone, I think that's obvious. But, you know, are they the best team in the NFC in the NF, or in the NFL right now? Well, Who until somebody beat beats them, it, 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 you got to lean towards yes. I mean, yeah. are there other teams I think would give them a hard time? Would they beat the Patriots? I'm not sure. Would they beat the Seahawks? I'm not sure about that. There's two teams off the top of my head that – you know, I'm not sure about. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't see that necessarily that they would get skunked in those games either. Yeah. Because the defense, again, has been playing much better than we we all kind of thought they would be playing. Yeah. They, they've not given up a lot of points. Um, they still haven't gotten a lot of sacks, but they've gotten some turnovers. Yeah. And so uh, who knows? Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of pe- people picked – uh, the Steelers to beat them last week. Yeah. And we're surprised that it was even a close game. And then lo and behold, they actually won. Yeah. Dallas actually won. So um, you can go through and do the what ifs if you want to. All I know is they're eight and one. <laughs> and I'm a big believer in you are what your record says you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I guess the, the, the other team out of that mix in the NFC, and I guess they're sort of the, like if you looked at the playoff picture now, they'd be the number two seed, and it's a team I, I just man I just can't figure out. But their play speaks for itself lately as the Seahawks. 
Well, I'm not real happy with the Seahawks right now because they cut my guy, uh, Christine uh, Michael, <laughs> the other day. And I thought he was playing okay. I mean, at I did the too. At least. Um, he's got to just be a jerk or something, man. I don't know. Maybe his personality just rubs him the wrong way or something. But, I mean, you know. Uh, I've seen some reasoning as to why they did it. Something about him running out of bounds too much. But I just saw him on Sunday run right into a defensive tackle, stiff arm him, bounce off him, stiff arm another guy, and still end up getting like two yards. Yeah. So the one thing I never saw, at least on the field, was him running soft or anything like that. If anything, he ran too hard. He just hit the hole and wouldn't necessarily let stuff open up. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but you know, they let them go. I guess they figured with uh, ProSize coming on and then uh, Rawls is about to come back from the injury that he was expendable. But, uh, you know, I'm a little mad. I was getting kind of, uh, you know, confident in, in, in Michael actually making me look good on picking him as my breakout player. And <laughs> now he's gone. So. Well, I'm not real happy with them, but but as I mean, as far as the team play, you know, those guys are bringing it right now, and, and they're doing it. I think maybe most impressively, they the last couple of weeks what they've done without Michael Bennett. Yeah, and it's looking like he might be able to come back later on in the season. So if they can perform this well and then get him back healthy for that stretch run. I mean, that team is going to be tough to beat, man, yeah. especially in Seattle. If they, that's the big thing. If, if they could somehow overtake the Cowboys and get home field advantage throughout, man, it's going to be hard to go into Seattle and beat them. Yeah. I, you know who's really come on that, for them without Michael Bennett? And I can't believe he, a host of the, he's been a host of the week. I can't believe he's not getting more talk nationally even. It's just how good Cliff Av- Averill's been for them. Oh, yeah. Um, Nine sacks know, already. I mean, Cliff Aver is a beast. I, I think a lot of times, a lot of what he did really helped Michael Bennett, too. You know, the fact mm-hmm. that he was so good as a speed rusher made it very hard for offensive tackles to sit down on Michael Bennett before they stepped out to Cliff Averill. Yeah. Because normally that's what happens. The offensive tackle helps out the guard by kind of sitting on that three technique and then they bail late on 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 the speed rusher on the edge. Well, if you did that with Cliff Averill, he's gonna run right by you. Yeah. And so that that left that guard kind of one on one with Michael Bennett, and Michael Bennett was just roasting them all the time. Yeah. So uh, you know, with no Michael Bennett in there now, uh, I think sometimes maybe they get a little uh, lack of days cool and think, well, you know, uh, we got it easy now. But but Cliff Averill has risen. He's taken this game to a whole new level, and you know he's not a guy with a whole bunch of moves. He he does more than just turn around the corner. But his speed rush is one of the best speed rushes you're gonna find in the NFL. It just ain't many guys that can turn the corner the way he does anymore. Yeah. And not that women we haven't said this before or anybody said this before but I Cam Chancellor's playing out of his mind <laughs> yeah I mean it's, when you got a 230 pound safety who who's very athletic too mm-hmm. man that is such a luxury to have you know him, him on that last play against Gronk I mean how how many other guys would just they would end up getting a penalty in that play yeah they would have to because they would just, you know, it would be so obvious that they pulled Grunt down with them. 
Yeah. Or 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 you know maybe he doesn't have to push a smaller guy down. He just you know gives him a little push and then he catches a touchdown. But uh, you know uh, Chancellor was able to stand there right there with him and meet him with enough force so that he didn't actually have to pull Gronk down. And yet, Grunt still wasn't able to stay upright and catch the football. Yeah, that, that's just that's just something most teams don't have. I'm not sure a, a, there's another team that has a guy like Cam Chancellor right mm-hmm. now. And so, you know, <laughs> you, you can't teach that. You know, what I'm saying you can't yeah. teach that kind of size and that kind of power and that kind of athleticism in one guy. He's a creative player on Madden. Yeah. So it, it you know. It, there's a lot of teams going to be looking for the next Cam Chancellor for years and years and years from now. <laughs> yeah, they will be. That's it. What did he say? What did Gronk say? He hits like a missile. <laughs> may or may not have punctured his lung on that hit. I, I've seen two different reports on that. Now, was that him or was that Earl Thomas on the hit, though? Because I thought that was oh, Earl yeah, Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Earl Thomas on that. Which hit. is even more impressive for Earl Thomas because he's way smaller, but he's yeah. just as hard. yeah. And that was a big hit. <laughs> Man, woo. That was one of them, I think I'm okay, oh, I'm not okay type hits. <laughs> yeah. May, I mean, like, when you may or may not have, like, fucking punctured someone's lung. And Gronkowski's not a small guy. And, and, and definitely not a soft guy. He's no. taken some big hits oh, yeah. in his career and got right back up. That, but that one? Yeah, it, it made him. It knocked the pause in him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the one you'll see on the the Crunch Course video promotional trailer. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Crash Leaks. <laughs> He's on Crash Leaks this week. The little kid show. <laughs> I swear, if I ever find a VHS, I've got all these old Crunch Course tapes. If anyone is a VHS <laughs> player out there still, holler at me. I'm, I have to. Maybe I'll hit up the flea markets after the season. Finally. Uh. Because <laughs> I know some of those hits, it'd be fun to go back and look at some of those hits and just see, like, oh yeah, that one's definitely illegal now. Oh yeah, there's no way they're getting away with that one now. And, but uh, well, that's that's the way it is. Let's see what else is what else is going on in the NFL world this week, Stephen. That's caught your attention. Um. Hmm. That's a good question. You can tell I was well. The audience will know I was well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, uh, who's going to win the AFC North? Oh, good question. Because that that division, which is normally one of the strongest divisions in football, yeah, is just an absolute mess now. Yeah. The Bengals seem like they just can't get right. The Steelers, you know, they lost to the Cowboys. The Ravens looked pretty good, but they were playing uh, the Browns. Yeah. And I just, you know, I I don't know what to make of that whole division at this point. God, and even in that Browns-Ravens game, Flacco still wasn't great. No, for the, look, the score I mean, he did definitely not isn't, isn't sure. indicative of how that game went at first. That game looked very close at first. Yeah. They ended up pulling away. But, man. I mean, at one point, like, it looked like, I mean, at one point, it really looked like Cleveland could pull it out. Right. I it mean, really did. Right around like the halfway mark. 
I think they would. I wonder if they would have too. They got that weird moment where Hugh pulled Kessler and put McCown in, and McCown throws that interception. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that didn't work out quite the way he was hoping. Whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, but and look, and that quarterback situation, you know, uh, RG three all of a sudden might be able to come back. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Maybe if there's nothing else to see with the Browns the rest of the year. And see if RG3 can come back and get him a win. And I imagine he's going to be chomping at the bit because this might be the last chance he ever gets to get out on the field or at least for a long time in a regular season game. Um, But, yeah, you know, if they stick with Kessler, maybe he works through whatever issues he was having and and ends up pulling out that win. But, you know, what does it say for the Ravens in in that instance where, you know – they just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to make of them. I don't know what to make of the Steelers. I don't know. I definitely don't know what to make of the Bengals. I, I just can't figure out what the hell is going on with the Bengals, why they can't seem to win a game. Um, and I just knew they was going to drive down. All they needed was a field goal against the Giants, you know, to pull that game out. Couldn't get it done. Mm-mm. Man, it's just nobody wants to win their division, it seems. All those big, like those Bengals, like they lose that game by one point against the Giants. They tied, well, they had their bye the week before that. They tied Washington the week before that. I mean, what a, just a weird run, you know? Like, I mean, God, they've got a lot of close games on there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what, like you, I, I don't know what the hell to make of the Steelers. I mean, Stim. They lost some dumb games on the road. I mean, you know, the when when they lost to the Dolphins, it was kind of like it seemed like you know, oh hey, it looks, um, you know, this is the Dolphins. They're so bad, blah blah blah. But that was when the Dolphins were really starting to come on too. You know, like you said earlier, that's when they got their O line back and stuff, and and yep. and started to play a little better. But I mean, my God, I I I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but. And I, I, I'm I'm not going to get burned on this prediction, although I better go with my picks before I say this. But I almost halfway wonder if this is the week the Browns get their win. Well, Probably I actually not. picked them uh, <laughs> last week. I don't really think I'm going to do that again. I just had a feeling, and that feeling turned out to be all the way wrong. Um, but, you know, their team, you just – man, they they are – the heartbreak kids, basically, at this point. Yeah. They, they come so close, and then everything goes wrong at some point in the second half, and they just can't seal the deal. So, yeah. Um, I mean, if they did, man, what an embarrassment that would be. Um, oh, God. <laughs> that might be the straw goodness. that breaks the camel's back. It really could be. Um, and that's kind of, I think, the way every team is going to look at the Browns for the rest of the season, which is why now – I, I, you know, I, I said before I didn't think they would make it to 0-16. It's just so hard to lose that many games. But, man, nobody wants to be the coach that loses to the Browns uh-huh. at this point. No. So, I don't I don't know. But, you are not man. living that down. I wonder if all the, like, the, when the Colts hung that – remember the Colts hung that AFC finalist banner? I wonder if mm. the, Brown, the Browns should go all out and, like, when they win their game, like NFL game winner banner. 
<laughs> sell the team you know like when the team wins the super bowl like right hey, after the might bowl. as well you ain't got much else to uh, celebrate this year just, just make up some sell the t-shirts and hats <laughs> for real get lebron to endorse it they can go all Ooh. out <laughs> oh man I, I at this point i i just don't know we'll see we'll see I guess I guess if you had to pick one, I guess I'd still go with the Steelers, but I don't feel good about that pick to win the AFC North. Not at all. And I thought that once late they got Le'Veon Bell back, they were really going to take off. And I know they had the one game where Big Ben was hurt, but man, he's been back and he it hasn't really changed much. So uh-huh. uh, it's just. I, I kind of want to say that you know maybe it'd be the Ravens because you know. Uh, just seems like overall they are a pretty good team and just, you know, but they've had injuries and, and uh, Suggs is now playing with a, like a torn biceps, I think. And he, yeah. he didn't stop them against the Browns. That's for sure. But that was against the Browns. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, I don't know what to make of them. I, I, I don't know what to make of any of these teams. I really don't. In the AFC North, man, it, to me, it's just all a coin flip at this point. I think it's going to end up being one of those uh, NFC East type, type years where a team is going to win a division with nine wins or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. We're sort of like the AFC South every year. No, nah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't necessarily speak that ill of the AFC North because, yeah, no. Not that bad. Yeah, it ain't quite that bad. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. What's the Thursday night game this week? I haven't even paid that much attention. Oh, it's this, the the Saints and Panthers. Yeah, see, there you go. Oh. And both of them lost games that they pretty much should have won last week. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. That was I, that Chiefs team's hard to figure out, too, I got to say. Well, they just find a way to win. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know, like, like I said, they start off slow, but they continue to get healthier and healthier. And D Ford is playing out of his mind right now. I think he's got 10 sacks now. Um, uh, they're about to get uh, Justin Houston back. Um, they're you know the the thing that didn't happen, I guess. Uh, uh, Jamal, uh, what's the, the running back? Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, you know, well he came back, but he wasn't, I guess, healthy, and then had to go back on our. But they, you know, they got a plethora of running backs. Spencer Ware has been really tearing it up, and Charkandrick West now looks looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith is Alex Smith. You know, he's going to give you what he can give you. Um, I, I think people still underrate him because they don't they don't really recognize what he gives the Chiefs with his legs, um, on top of what he gives them with his arm. Yeah. But their defense is playing so good. I mean, it was the defense that won that game. Yeah. You got Eric Berry catch catch the touchdown and he turns into Barry Sanders for the for the pick six. And then you got Marcus Peters who just absolutely took the ball uh from from the <laughs> That was receiver. that was the best turnover. <laughs> I mean he just snatched it from him. And that's a big guy, you know. Uh that that was amazing. It really was. So I mean 
they just find a way to win. And when you're, you know, they're built for a playoff run. They're built to be able to run the football, uh, play, uh, you know, um, possession receivers and stuff like that. They got Travis Kells, works the middle. Mm -hmm. They got strong defense, pretty good special teams. They are made to be a playoff team. Mm -hmm. And so um, aren't they playing, aren't they playing Oakland this week? Yeah, it's the Sunday night game. That might end up being the game of the week, quite honestly, because we know everybody's kind of crowning Oakland right now. Yeah. But don't be surprised if Kansas City ends up winning that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, you know, talk about a division that's like the opposite of the AFC North. The AFC West has three teams with seven wins right now. I mean, this hey, game man, could it, could be the one that could could be the one that ends up uh, determining the standings where in that division. It, it definitely could. I mean, and, you know, the way the Chiefs are playing right now, I know Oakland is real high. But the way the Chiefs are playing right now, and if they get Jay, uh, Justin Houston back, and he is anything close to what he has been the last few years, and now you got D Ford who's playing out of his mind. Yeah, man, the it, it could get very interesting. Yeah, very interesting uh, when it comes to that division. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be something else. I'm I'm looking forward to that because that'll be two. That's two. That's two outstanding um, Sunday night games in a row here. Well, hopefully. Let's knock on wood because, <laughs> you know, it, it could go left. You just never know. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh, man. Oh, here's something. Uh, di- didn't the Houston Texans win last week with Brock, Brock Osweiler throwing for, like, less than 100 yards? I yeah, like two touchdowns were like less than 100 yards passing a team. <laughs> Something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. They beat, the, yeah, guess who they beat? <laughs> the Jaguars. Oh, man. How, how, does, <laughs> how does Gus Bradley still have a job? I have no idea. I mean, surely he's not after the game. You know what I'm saying? After the well, yeah, season. after the season, but still, I mean, people have been fired for much less. But Oh, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, and who was it? I, I guess it was Shunderic Marks. Is just like we're not, we're sick of it. Like I mean, kind of out in public, saying that they're just sick of the shit in, in the locker room in Jacksonville. Mm, I mean, I imagine so. <laughs> and it's got to be tough. Listen, ain't nothing worse than being on a losing team. It, it really ain't. It's 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 not good. <laughs> <laughs> It's not good at all. So, <laughs> man, I can't even imagine. And, imagine just, and like I said, I mean, they have a bunch of talent on their team, man. It just, man. I, I know. I mean, like Jalen Ramsey, I mean, like it's kind of overshadowed like how well he's played this season. You know what I mean? A lot of guys. I mean, when, you, when your quarterback is throwing interceptions off of somebody's foot, that's when you know. That's yeah. when you know your season is not going the way you had hoped it would. I mean, seriously. <laughs> he threw an interception off of somebody's foot. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was... <laughs> that was Blake butt fumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Blake Bortles finds new ways to fuck up every week. 
You couldn't do that if he tried to, I bet. Like, if somebody <laughs> was trying to throw an interception off somebody's foot, you give them 10 tries and they wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, no. Hell no. But not Blake Bortles. <laughs> not Blake Bortles. And that's bad because, like, he's been okay in the past. Like, I think this is I thought he was ascending. I thought he was going to get better this year and be, you know, move closer to that upper echelon. But, man. It's, uh, it's rough times in Duval. I'm one of our... Riders is a Jaguars fan. He was saying that like they, they had ban- they had a banner to unfurl, and like like a group of fans wouldn't unfurl one of the banners. So it was like this. It was like that Cleveland one that was "Go Pound Dog" or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the hardcore Duval wouldn't unfurl the banner. Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. I ain't mad at him at all. I feel like um, he's Gus Bradley. At some point, is going to get. Ought to at least walk away from there with an endorsement deal with Dairy Queen. You know, it's like, hey, you guys tried really hard. Let's go get an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> Give the man something to walk away with, because my God, that is bad, 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 bad football going on there. Oh, man. I think that we, we've covered a lot of the big issues here. We got. Thanksgiving today we got one more Thursday night Thursday night game and then Thanksgiving games next week, Stephen. Yeah, that's you know that's always the, the the time of year you look forward to sit around and argue with your your family about politics and then Ooh. sit back and watch some some football. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad we got the football on. Well, my sister's not coming to Thanksgiving this year, so that will save me some. <laughs> 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 some politics arguing at least there you go <laughs> so. oh but yeah I'm, I'm that that and just you know eating until i feel sick that's always a treat you gotta wait till your head start hurting and then yeah then push away it's that one <laughs> it's always that one last piece of pie yep. like, i don't need it but i better get it because i can't take it with me and it's hey. not going to be quite the same as tomorrow. Hey, look, you eat it all today, and then you can work it off tomorrow. That's right. Or, you know, instead of trying, you know, otherwise you're going to eat it all week, and then you're going to be even heavier. So <laughs> that's, that's why I talk, that's how the kind of pep talks I give myself. Get it all in today. <laughs> Worry about working it off tomorrow. <laughs> that's my, my version of that has always been, it's okay. You can have a donut. You'll be fine. It's just one donut. You're not going to eat a donut tomorrow. There you go. There <laughs> you go. And then it's leg day, and it's like it all starts over again. <laughs> hey, you made it through leg day. Yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> well, Stephen, let's treat ourselves to some fine week 11 football games this week. I hope that um, we have an enjoyable Sunday and at least make it through Thursday night. Got to. Got to, because you got to make it to that Kansas City-Oakland game. That's right. That's (laughs) the reward at the end of the string there. Um, Hey, another great show. Let's, uh, let's, let's, we'll, we'll have to talk a little bit about schedule, obviously, since it's Turkey Day next Thursday, but we'll, uh, we will meet again soon. I look forward to it. 